This calls for immediate discussion. Okay, um, welcome to the very first episode of Not For Discussion. Um, we'll just go through some notes. Um, introduce ourselves. Hi. Hello. I'm Keisha, and this is Alex. I'm Alex. That's Keisha. <laughs> um, not For Discussion. Mm. So basically, we uh, wanted to start a podcast because... We're Fuck lads. it. <laughs> We're lads, yeah. Now, we want to talk about everyday things with normal everyday people, I guess, and we are very much average people. Um, Speak for yourself, Dal. But. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we just wanted to talk about um, kind of little issues, whether they be struggles or successes that you might have, and um, any ways in which either we deal with them or if you deal with them uh, we'll end up putting a link uh, around here somewhere that you can send us an email to and um, or text in and uh, you know talk about whatever sort of issues you may have um, we'll do that we'll do that every podcast and and then that way like segments consistent yeah so it'll be a segment so um, you know because we're uh, an in- inclusive society of two quick Is maths this, yeah quick maths um, anyway, so all right, so I guess the first thing uh, we've been talking about, um, this all kind of came to fruition on a road trip that we went. So we both live in Perth. Um, went on a road trip about ten or twelve hours north to a place called uh, where do we go to first? Coral Bay. Yeah, Coral, Coral Bay was where we first went, um, and kind of rocked up there. Yeah, rocked up, and um, there was another person, but. That's okay. Yeah. She's cool, but she didn't want to be a part of this. So it's she okay. She probably well. did, but it's complicated. A lot of rosters and stuff. And actually, there was the fourth member, Bush. Oh, Bushy. Yeah, Bushy. He's a, he'll be a special guest at some point. Um, so, yes, our first, our big topic that we were talking about was uh, mental health and, and well-being and, and happiness that a lot of people, I guess, seem to have issues with. Especially now, like um, the... Are we allowed to say it? The vid. Anything. The vid. Yep. COVID. Oh, co- yeah, COVID. Yeah, the C word. <laughs> With a star, mm. we have to put it in, otherwise we'll get cancelled. Oh yeah. Put a little star in the bio. Okay. That's why I just see it on YouTube <laughs> <laughs> and other places. And other places like RedTube. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I wonder if my mum listens to this. That's what I was just thinking when like you started talking. Should be for a pleasant surprise then. I know. <laughs> I was like. Am I going to have to filter myself? No. I was talking to Geordie about it before. She was like, maybe don't Geordie's be 100%. Yeah, Geordie. Um, maybe 100% don't be yourself. Just like 95% of it. Or even 80%. I was like, okay. I can't do that. Nah. Just, filter it. Nah. Um, I'm with it. I'm with it all. Okay, sweet. Um, anyway, COVID. But yeah, so COVID, mental health. And I guess even before COVID, but COVID would, would have been one of the things that um, really brought it out in a lot of people and, and contributed to, I guess, a lot of depression or mood swings at least. Yeah, and I think that a, a lot more people were aware of it because of COVID 
and um, like how much freedom we have like in a, like as a society, like in day-to-day life, like we can just fly to the other side of the world like, mm. and we yeah, can just been, do whatever. And that's only ever like been around, or well, as in like jumping on a commercial flight and going, taking off. It's only been around for a few decades. So um, as accessible as we have it anyway, at least. So it's kind of um, kind of something that, yeah, it's only, like you say, been, we're blessed in the sense of that we've been brought up used to being able to, that's it. Oh, that's just part of life. You can go do it. And now all of a sudden, taken away. Yeah. Um, and it's. I think, I find it bizarre in a sense because I'm not personally too upset about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Love it. Wish we could travel, all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it's given us a good appreciation of where we live. And that goes for anyone, I suppose, where they live in the world. That... They really can, hopefully, um, uh, learn to experience and explore some of the things that they otherwise wouldn't discover in their own backyard, so to speak. Yeah, well, I hadn't been past... I think I'd been to Geraldton once for work. Which is, yeah, four hours away. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, I'll go to Exmouth. Mm. I'm pretty sure last year was the first time I ever went to Exmouth. Yeah. And like that's and what did you think? What's Exmouth? Describe Exmouth to someone who hasn't been there. Um, <laughs> um, it's it's a relatively big small town, big small town, big town that's small. Okay. It's, <laughs> well, it's got a fuel station that well, it's got a couple of fuel stations, and it's got a library, pretty big library. Yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere, though, really. What's, like, what would you say is the main attraction to Exmouth? Uh, whale sharks. I don't know why I said that, because it is, but it's not. It's you reckon? Like, well, it is, because it's like, that's what they advertise for, but, or actually, EMU export, if they go for whatever they're advertising for, but, shout out, not sponsored. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not drinking it. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Whale sharks, probably, and, well, Brody Moss. Yeah, well, Brody Moss, Brody Moss is, that's, he's just happens to be from Exmouth, so I wouldn't say he's the main attraction. Mm-hmm. I would say definitely, I would be, that's what I would I say think. whale sharks for sure. Okay, whale cool. sharks, man, any sort of marine life um, is what Exmouth is about. It's a small town, small coastal town. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously gotten a little bigger over the years just through tourism and people enjoying that type of lifestyle. Kind of like any sort of any, like not any regional town, but a lot of, co- especially coastal regional towns, I would assume. Would you say it's like the Byron Bay of WA? Mm, no, nah, I reckon Dunsborough is probably more okay. the Byron Bay of WA. Bondi. Nah, that's too, sen- I don't know, can't really compare it to anything. No, nah, it's, it's just, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, X-Mouth is 12 X-Mouth. hours away, so <laughs> 1200 Ks. Um, it's a long drive. But yeah, anyway, I don't even know how we got to talking about that. Anyway, so we went up there mm-hmm. and went to Exmouth, Coral Bay, mm-hmm. Exmouth. Did the oh you didn't do it with you did the four wheel drive track on your own or with Bush? Oh yeah, yeah. So I drove from I drove to a place called Nalu, uh, which is about ten and ten hours away, twelve hours away, uh, ten hours uh, up straight up north of Perth, about and 10. and then. 
yeah, I was fortunate enough to be able to drive. There's like a four-wheel drive track, which went from went from went from Nalu and drove up to a place called Warra Station. Um, normally, you should be able to keep going through there, but the track said closed. Turns out, Not closed. probably could have could have probably could have driven through it, but I didn't. I'd never done it before, so and and I was only the only had one. a dog. Yeah, I was only just my dog, and he's he doesn't have opposable thumbs, so he's not good at driving. Oh, <laughs> hmm. he couldn't reach the pedals either. Not with like not while driving and looking, you can reach them on their own, but that yeah. isn't. It's not really not recommended to drive without being able to I see the road. It would have just been unsafe all all round, probably. If Bushy was driving, yeah, yeah. Look, he'd really set himself <laughs> up for a letdown. Um. Um, yeah, he was the star of the, sh- um, the anyway, trip, though. Anyway, we digress, we digress. We're talking about mental, mental oh, yeah. health oh, yeah. issues. Um, I think that was backstory about the pod. Oh, yeah. Because we wanted to, we started talking, well, we had spoken about it before we floated the idea, but it was only ever like... Just a speck, a speck of an idea. Let's do a podcast one day, ha Yeah, and now here we Let's, are, giving it a crack. Yeah. So, obviously, it's our first one, so go a bit easy on us. Um... Um, and yeah, so after after doing that road trip together, um, you know the wheels started turning, didn't they? Literally, really literally turning. Yeah, um, which is good. We and started a joint document. That was that was my big part in this, mm-hmm. <laughs> creating yeah. the joint document. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. what's on? Uh, what is that? Google Drive? Uh, Word. Word. Yeah, it's just Word. Um, I have Google Drive. You pay for that, don't you? No. Okay. Well. Well. Maybe I, we'll progress to that. Swap it over. Yeah, I can create one for each episode. One folder so far. Yeah, folder one. Yeah. All right. Let's open folder one, if not yeah. for discussion. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess, yeah, so then it kind of got us talking about mental health. And uh, and I work away. So I work uh, doing a fly-in, fly-out. Uh, I work offshore and uh, doing air conditioning. So, at, at times, I've done it on and off for a few years, um, either in within mining or offshore. Uh, and at times, I've definitely found myself feeling quite secluded. Mm. Um, or we, although I'm almost always around people, but I'm not around my friends and family. Uh, and obviously with working away, typically you're, oh, excuse me, um, typically you're working a 12 hour day, every day. You're huh? tired just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's obviously exhausted. <laughs> um, 12 hour day uh, for, depending on your roster, some people do eight days and others can do 10 or 11, 12. And as far as I'm aware, it's all the way up to four weeks, I believe, is some of the yeah. losses. Four uh, and ones, which is... I think that's silly. I don't think that should be allowed. Uh, whilst people will argue that they make good money doing it, uh, and that's what they're doing it for. Uh, get addicted to it, I it's, it's You're addicted to... Yeah, it's a, I think it's a weird, weird space to be because you get addicted to not only the money, because you're earning good money... But you're also like you're kind of earning decent money, and you're not spending anything because everything's supplied, food supplied. Um, you don't need to drive anywhere. 
um, so, or, or you got a company vehicle with you know the fuel and stuff like that, so you don't need to pay for anything. Um, and and that's about it. Maybe alcohol. every now and then, yeah, depending on where you are, you might be buying beers. Um, and what I've found in my experience and talking to a, a lot of friends that have done uh, the whole fly in, fly out work, uh, offshore you can't drink when you're off on, I'm on a, on a little, like a facility, I think the max, maximum capacity for people on board is about, a, I think it's 140, 138 or 140 That's quite people. a lot. It is, but I mean, you know, when then you compare it to a mine site, which may have, you know, a thousand yeah. or something like that. Or and there's so many of them, like, I feel like this is just like me, a me thing, but I just can't, <laughs> I just, um, I feel like it's a me thing, but I just um, can't understand how there's so many people in the world that there's like thousands of people on a mine site and mm. thousands of people offshore and then thousands of people, like obviously, I don't even know how many people live in Australia, to be honest. 23 million. How many people live in Perth? Two million. Two and a half, two and a half or three million, I think. And people want like a million dollars. Like, do you know what I mean? No, neither. Um, <laughs> I just mean like a million is a big number. Big number of people. Yes. Living in Perth. I've started off well. <laughs> anyway. What do you mean? Like, a million people live in Perth, right? Mm. If you had a million dollars, I'd be like, hell yeah, I've got a million dollars. That's. When you say that fuck. people want a million dollars, what do you mean? No, I'm just comparing the two numbers, you know? Like, if I'm comparing a million people to a million dollars. Oh, yeah. It's a big number. Yes. I hope to one day hit a million dollars. Which is highly unlikely. As in, in perspective, like for reality for most people or, you know, 99% of people will never become... You don't think I would make a million dollars? Not you, person. I'm saying that that it's highly unlikely in like statistically that no, like to make a million dollars as in like, how do you, like how do you want to make it as an income as your uh, acquired wealth like monetary wise or assets or what if I have just like a heap of residual incomes and then I don't but what if I did and then that was like accumulating well, yeah but yeah it depends actually who's asking like if I would be I'd say I'm a millionaire if it was like another four of those in <laughs> Are you though? No. No, not at all. <laughs> so you'd be lying to them? Yeah, but you know that. I do. People in the street don't. No. I'm not a liar though. I'd have to fess up when I was sober. Sometimes I talk with an English accent when I'm drunk, but I'm not English. No, nor are you a millionaire. No. Well, that's two things you know about me. What mm. about you? <laughs> Well, I'm not English, nor am I a millionaire. Um, so, basically, how do you deal with? So, yeah, I got back to the, um, you know, being working away and finding myself a bit isolated. Um, like, how do you deal with feeling isolated? Like, you know, and it sometimes comes down to like a lot of it lately has been talking about. Um, there's a a recent. Uh, this is a hard topic though because I feel like this is so multifaceted that like you can't um, you can't like 
delve into one thing without it going into another thing like do you know what i mean like so you start talking about okay let's talk about isolation like for example people that are on the mines like yes there's that type of isolation but then there's also another type of isolation where as people that do have mental health issues feel isolated no matter matter where they are like yeah so well what i was leading to is like because everyone has their own journey or ups and downs right so then it would go there's a, a a, a movement or a suicide prevention organization called are you okay day or are you okay mm-hmm. so then they've got an are you okay day which is on the 9th of september 9th of september so and then so i think while i agree that's a good idea and it's kind of like a good a good base how often if you ask someone if they're okay they'd say yep yeah i'm fine and then how do you, and if, if, even if you know or you don't think they're okay, like how do you approach that subject? Because everyone's like, not everyone is a, a psychologist or a trained um, counsellor or... Um, well, I think that the way that I talk to people might be different to other people. Like I think, um, I think mental health has been a real taboo subject for like, like many years and mm-hmm. it's only just kind of like you said with COVID and that like it's kind of come uh, more and more to the surface where people are um, obviously trying to talk about it more and bring more awareness to it but I'll um, I'll share something about myself first yep. if I think somebody's not doing okay I'll always share something about myself and be like this is something that's happened in my life and then more often than not they'll talk to me about whatever it is that's going on in their life or if, you know, because if you share something, you show that you're trustworthy, if that makes sense. Yeah, it shows that you're being open to someone else and, and it's almost like you're giving them a, a look at your emotions or thoughts. And... Yeah. But, like, even even thinking about... Even thinking about stuff down to like your emotions or whatever, like it's so hard to even identify it's what emotion I'm feeling, and I know me the best out of everyone. Mm. Like, so I still struggle to identify what your mental state is. Not necessarily my mental state, just like a feeling if I'm feeling one. So I've been using like lately. I've been using um, it's like a feelings wheel. Okay. So I'll use a feelings wheel to identify if I'm What's, feeling... Explain to me a feelings wheel. Okay, so it starts in the center. The centers are like your core feelings that everyone kind of like... Like sad, so happy. Sad, happy, angry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sad, Confused happy, or whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then from there, there's different versions of that. So mm. like sad will be like depressed, okay. hurt, violent, like stuff like that. And yeah. then from that it will give you another two options. Mm. And the outermost circle is the actual emotion that you're feeling. Like it is a version of sad, yes, it is a version of depression, but is it a, like what is it, sorrow or like, I don't know what the other one is for depression, but that there's other, there's all these different words that you can use. And once you've identified that feeling, it's way easier to like target why you feel that way. Like, and that's taken me ages to kind of figure out. Yeah, okay. So then that way, and then that obviously once you are able to target that feeling, then you can look at ways of 
uh, addressing it and yeah and overcoming it so um what's one that i felt lately i've been pretty ha- happy all in all so I've lo- a lot of them are like um let me see a lot of them will be like um she's just looking through a book <laughs> um well no i'm just explaining to people oh yeah yeah because there's no video anymore correct um yeah. Eagerness, that's a good one though. Um, Hostile, I've got here. Mm. And then like to turn things around from being hostile, I've put um, they're not helpful feelings because um, they're blocking me from actually feeling what I'm supposed to be feeling because I'm feeling hostile about things that I can't control. Yeah. But by just addressing those things, it's making me realise that it's my behaviour that's making me feel the way that I feel. Mm. Not necessarily what's happening in my life or like, you know, woe is me kind of thing. It's more... Because you, yeah, because you can control how you feel. Yeah. And that's... You can't that's, control what happens around you. Exactly. But that's... I'm never going to say that to somebody that has like a, a serious mental health problem because that's not where I would have started off. Mm. Like it's taken me like a couple of years to kind of get there. Uh, but if someone said that to me like three years ago, I'd be like, <laughs> shove your hostility. I'm not going to write that down. Because you can't just start at like the self-development stuff. You have to kind of, if you're feeling isolated, if you're feeling sad, like even to the point where you're saying to them, are you okay on are you okay day or any day? And then, they, then you're like, oh, are you actually okay? Or like, you know, this is something that happened in my life. Like this is what blah, 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 blah. And when that's, a, I guess the hardest part about all of that is... Um being able, I think being able to communicate that mm-hmm. uh, because some people, and it's, I don't think it's necessarily, it's not anyone's fault that they can't communicate that. That's just some people have a hard time with words, I guess, and, and being able to express their thoughts accurately without coming across either too strong or not strong enough or um, seeming like you may be uh, patronizing someone. Yeah, and I think that that, all comes with once you actually do get to the stage of the self-development stuff I think that all comes with um, you realize like how much so our generation is a generation of healing Mm -hmm. like so I say our generation as in like Gen Y what am I I don't even know what I am I don't know whatever the generations are whatever we are are. but like people that are like 27 26 no 23 (laughs) Um, the people that are like, you know, in their like 30s and 20s. No, no. Um, <laughs> um, 29. Okay. Unless, yeah, I'm 29. <laughs> now everyone knows. Um, um, everyone that was listening to this, so like mum already knew. So mm. you didn't know, but that's fine. People that are our age are kind of like the generation of people that are working on themselves like self-development type of stuff like they're not afraid to talk about mental health like they're it's it's becoming more 
of a topic that is actually talked spoken about like among friends and like people are losing people from like like they're losing their friends to suicide and they're losing their friends to like mental health struggles or, or drug abuse and stuff like that so more the more and more people that that is happening to in the moral lives that that is affecting it's made it easier for us to talk about it because like obviously with tragedy comes like closeness and connectedness Mm -hmm. so everyone is kind of reaching out to each other and at the same time everyone's see everyone else is seeing that because our world is so accessible right now like social media yeah social media and like the more people that talk about it and the more people that i think obviously this is where i was going with the multifaceted thing before like we start talking about multifaceted levels of emotion Yeah, yeah and like also if we start talking about this then we can start talking about another topic which is like we'll start talking about that's why because we're being we're being more conscious and we're working in ourselves and we're working with our own trauma and this that and the other that's why we're having kids later or not sticking to the social norms and blah 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 blah. but i feel like that's a whole other topic that we can just talk about another time. park up yeah park no. that park that later um but what was i saying something about trauma uh yeah so people go through trauma and um it makes it easier for others like for people to discuss it now because yeah. it's, everyone is kind of essentially in a same or similar boat so that they uh can I, I guess they can confide in each other yeah. as well. So that's kind of not like that's really nice. Whereas obviously, like culture, especially Australian culture, I find like the masculinity that's been described as toxic masculinity, where um, it's like, you know, guys don't cry, women cry. Um, you know, you're not meant to, you just like take it like a man, like even still using that expression, which I think all these expressions are fine. Uh, all well and good if to use in jest, like if they just use it like not in jest, like if they use like hey, haha, take it like a man, like they're actually joking around, like and it's your good friends that you have got that that relationship that you would talk about your mental health with that person. Like, I feel like that's you know, you should know your audience before you say like anything like that, because which is yeah, look, that's a fair, fair comment, but I guess it's hard as well because. You're never always going to know your audience when you're discussing yeah. these sorts of things. It's hard yeah, and it's true. because people, not everyone uh, is able to communicate on the same level. Yeah. I mean, everyone can communicate, but maybe not with everyone entirely. Yeah. And I also, now you've said that, makes me think of like tone, words and body language like mm-hmm. that. So it's, I think it's, seven percent are the words that you're saying that's what gets like that's why text messaging is so bad because you can yeah. never actually understand their tone there's no context or their body language. Yeah. like so they could be saying like okay and then you read it as like okay yeah it could be psychic like, like it's how you uh perceive it yeah. Yeah, or interpret yeah it's your perception mm-hmm. perception is everything mm-hmm. and what would so what are some methods that you've used when you've uh felt like you know that you're kind of getting a bit down or well, i don't know anything or even yeah, happy know. you know like i'm probably not that. well i used to like i used to um engage in unhelpful behavior quite a lot 
what's unhelpful or what would you describe as unhelpful behavior? Well, unhelpful behavior can be anything. So unhelpful behavior can be drinking a lot mm-hmm. without cause. Um, like, you know, like you're escaping. Cause. Yeah, like escaping. Um, what would you describe as unhelpful behavior? What type of thing do you think? You've engaged well, I guess in. there's so many things, like you said, uh, you know, drinking, um, other bits of unhelpful behaviour. Obviously, yeah, you know, drug abuse or something like. I, drinking uh, is a good one because I guess it's it's a it's legal, so you're able to go and buy whatever you want from whatever bottle shop or servo or whatever. I'm not servo, but um, bar, and then. Um, but then you get other things that mm, some, I guess some people, I would say like they've got bad, bad habits of, um, whether they do their drinking or they just lock themselves away and won't talk to anyone. Um, because they're like, well, if no one understands me, fuck it, I'll just go sit in my room, play video games, or I guess it comes in so many different variations. So you don't know what someone's doing if they're doing something as in a harmful way but i guess you would start to see or you would like to think you could start to see changes in a person in the person but i know that also like we were saying before with the are you okay day theme oh excuse me far out i'm tired um like we were saying before with the with the are you okay day people you can ask someone if they're okay and they can say, yeah, they're fine. Or if they say, no, I'm not, but you know, like it's all good. Like, And then you might be able to discuss it with them if you go, oh, look, you know, if you feel bad, I'm happy to talk about it. Like what sort of things would you say are bothering you or, you know, have you felt like this for a while or anything like that? And depending, I get, it always, it, it sucks because it always comes down to the two people involved in the conversation. So it's, it's going to come down to how the person in question, so to speak, is as in gonna, the person that's going to like divulge the information. Yeah, yeah. Okay, as in yeah. the person who has been asked if they're okay, how they, how comfortable they feel talking about what is bothering them, how they even communicate it. So they might say something that might seem like it's nothing um, to the other person when it actually is. And or I guess that's a, a good point as well. Where perception, of perception of yeah. the problem, right? Uh, and then even then, like. I, you know, I go, go back to my sense of, I may not, when I'm working away, my, um, I guess, de- coping mechanism is to call my friends or family back home. But, and that's, I don't necessarily say, hey, I'm struggling or anything like that because I'm not necessarily struggling. I just, you know, every now and then I, I might have a moment where I'm like, oh, you know, like I just... I just need to talk to someone yeah. and it's just a conversation. It's not anything to say, oh, look, I'm struggling or whatever. It's just a conversation to kind of feel involved, yeah. you know? And I think that, especially with working away, like I've only worked away through like, the job that I do now. So I will work away for a period of time and then come back. So like, there's always an end point for me. Hmm. So it's not really the same capacity as what somebody that does FIFO or... Yeah, but I guess even then that. you would have you would face difficulties um, like there's been there's big uh, been big blow ups in the media uh, lately which is good that it's come to light not good that it's happening but you're an electrician 
a female electrician. So, which is typically, it's, it's obviously starting to be a lot more diverse now, but it's typically a male dominated, like most trades, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, well, when I started, it was very different to what it is now. Like when I started, I was on a site that, um, I was the first, I think I was the first girl and on site on, at, yeah, at all. Like I was the first girl that worked in like operations world. Okay. So, but there were females there doing other jobs. There, there was an office that was separate to the site. Yeah. We never saw those, mm. like those males and females. Mm. They would, if our boss wanted to see us, he'd drive out to site and see us. Mm. I was pretty much the only female on site. And it wasn't until probably like my, that I would, I would be walking from like the lunchroom to like the container and people would be like, like for the first probably couple of weeks, it was like people would yell. Yell yeah, what? Like, I don't know, like, hey. Like, as a eight, well, I don't know if I was 18, I might have been like 20. Mm. As a 20 year old girl that hasn't really had that much, like, I went to all girls school, like, mm. I haven't had that much exposure with older guys. Mm. Like, wow, but, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, like as in specifically, like, in, in a that workforce. Yeah. I was like working, walking across, like, this open area and bringing that attention to me. I wasn't necessarily anxious or anything at that stage in my life, but I think that. At the time, I was like, what's the need for that? Were they yelling at, was it like derogatory or any nah, no, like catcalling or anything like that? Uh, wolf whistling sometimes, but mm. I was like, I would make a joke out of it. And I guess that's kind of where I just got my joking sense of like, not necessarily humor, but more about, I'd get my, I'd joke about different things like, um, for example, now I can talk about. Fuck, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, no, it's like, more about you know, like what sort of like because that would that would put you in a, a mental spot as far as you know, like I'm away from. Would it did it affect your thought of being like, oh, I'm away from home, I can't talk to anyone no, about no, this sort of stuff? Or no. So, I think it was more about like the fact that I was the only girl there they were just so unused like not used to the exposure and that's kind of like my play on everything now i try and i try and say to people that i work with so i've got a big thing about over diversifying companies so i think that obviously with what you were going to say i think about the media um what's going on in the media with the mining and oh stuff yeah like about how it's like about sexual assault and well that's which is I, fucked. Yeah. Like, it should, A, it shouldn't happen in the first place. The fact that, any, like, guys, I just don't, I don't know, I can't, it makes me so angry because I don't understand, I, I, and I guess I n- never will understand the mentality of these guys that think they can do this sort of shit anytime, no matter where you are. Like, it does, it just, I don't understand it. I really don't. And I, I guess I never will because I'll never, oh. I'm never gonna be in that position, and yeah, oh, it's it just makes crazy me so that angry. You started talking about that, like, well, that this has got to that particular part of that conversation because um, Jordy and I, when we did our big drive earlier, mm. <laughs> we um, your sister, my sister Jordy and mm. I, we did our big drive, um, which is why I was like, um, <laughs> um, we were talking to the woman who who wrote Fifo Wives Tales. 
Oh yeah. She actually runs uh, like little the market thing that we went to. Yeah. And we had this a very similar conversation about how that in her book there's um, you know the good good FIFO wife stories. There's the like FIFO wife stories that are not so good, and then there's people that have written stuff about what their experiences kind of thing. And we got onto this topic and. Well, we this of sexual part of, assaults that have yeah, been taking place, yeah, yeah, and this was part of the reason that when we were up north, we started talking about this. And there's a lot of companies up there that just kind of sweep it. Well, not necessarily just up there. I'm sure that's worldwide that have the money to sweep it kind of under the rug. Which again even spins me out because why would you sweep that under the rug? Like that doesn't. It's not going to solve anything. And people, it's like that sort of stuff it gets it no matter what you do it's going to get out and it's not going to be a good look for your company and that's like that's not the main point yeah. it's the main point is that it's why is it happening yeah and and that's the thing like there's i think there's because of the different generations because of how everyone's been brought up differently and it's been this massive switch switch this massive switch from people where they got married and they did everything to work that marriage out mm. Like, you know, someone the other day said, a guy that I worked with was like, I'm celebrating my 33rd wedding anniversary or something like mm. that. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, I'll be as old as you've been married in a couple of years. Mm. Like, I've got no idea when I will be married, if I ever will be married at all. Mm. And the girl that works at the cafe was like, yeah, I'm 20. I don't see myself getting married before. 35 and I was like you're 20 for starters I know but she's going traveling and that's another thing with COVID like they've missed out on two years of travel time Mm. those 18 year olds that turned 18 they don't have that travel time now we had from 18 to 25 just to go to Europe do Mm. whatever we wanted live in Bali whatever Mm. but I guess that sort of stuff is never really going any like it's not you're not missing it, but I guess it's a different stage in your life. So maybe they don't, they can't experience that Does gap that, year as yeah. such. Or, um, but I mean, having said that, I know people. I didn't leave to go travelling until I was twenty-three. Yeah. So turning the, I think it was. Did you go straight to uni though? No, I didn't. I went straight into apprenticeship. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, of and then the year I turned, I think it was the year I turned twenty-four, is when I left. I went over, so I was 23 turning 24 that year yeah. and that's when I went overseas and I left for three years and went to the States and Canada and did a bit of Europe and stuff nowhere near as much as what I wanted but anyway that's besides the point um, back to the allegations and stuff yeah so old mate with the um, what's her name with the FIFO wives I'd like to be able to talk to her at some stage that'd be nice Yasmin her name is mm. um, she so I hope it's okay that I talk about it. I'm sure she won't mind, but her... Um, well, so she's a public figure. She's put her book out, so... Yeah. yeah. She, her husband worked offshore. Yep. And um, I think he's been home now for quite some time and like she had a very happy experience, I think. I haven't read the book. As far as him, as a, when he worked away versus and then when he came home as well? Yeah, I think so. Like I, I feel... I don't actually know what her story is behind... Um, like how she started writing or anything like that, which is really, I knew it was her book. Okay, and I between knew this over. podcast and the next one, maybe we can, we'll read yeah, the book. Yeah, I'll research, yeah. We'll read uh, the book. 
Well, I almost bought it today actually, but then I was like, I've got to get to my pod. Oh yeah. I'm rushing for time, you know. Um, but yeah, I'll buy the book and then we'll read it. Um, okay. But yeah, so she's great. Mm. But back to the um, the sexual assault allegation kind mm. of stuff because mm. I can't really talk anymore about her until I've read the book. Yeah. I feel. Well, I've got a mate of mine that she works at a mining company. Uh, I can't remember where it is. Um, but, you know, she said that girls have been... I think there was a girl that was raped. There's been... On, like, yeah, I know that it's happened to other ones, but I know it's happened to her particular camp. Mm. And where a girl uh, went to bed, like, went to, was at the bar, got pissed, whatever, went to bed, and then ended up... I think she must... Like, she either forgot to lock her door in her donger, like, so her room, uh, or old mate picked the lock or something I'm not too sure I can't remember but either way he got in and she woke up with him on top of her and like I don't know if he then she I, I was I think I know this story yeah I think you've told me this haven't yeah you? and she had to hide in the bathroom like was that the one I'm not sure because then if not then there's another one. Oh, yeah. then maybe yes so she did that maybe from uh, like from then on yeah and that so he was on top of her and then she ran into the bathroom and like had to hide in the bathroom which obviously we should probably put trigger warning on this because, yeah. Um, and then, so... But yeah, the fact that somebody feels that they have the right to do that just because they're on camp, like it's not... Which, and that's the thing, like you're in a... You, this is your work environment, mate. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. not that it makes it any worse because it's still... But like what the hell goes through someone's head when they're like, oh, I'm going to do this at work? Yeah. Where? Everyone knows me, yeah. and it's like it's not many places to hide on a mining site, you know. Like, mm. So it just, and I guess this comes. I don't know if this comes back to, not that he's a victim, but his mental health, even being working away, you know, like. Well, yeah, and that's the thing that. And that's not to be like I said, not to, to put him as a victim or anything. Like that, and I'm not playing. It's just the kind of a. I, but but that like. Perception is the biggest thing here that we've, we're going to. I feel like we're going to talk about that forever because mm. that no one knows what anyone else is thinking mm. and no one has any idea. the The biggest thing is you only know what you're thinking, how you're going to react, and like re- like react to certain situations or whatever. You have no idea what that other person is going through, and I try and that this whole I don't know if I've ever said it to you, but live above the line. I've ever told you that no. concept. So it's it's just this concept that like I I think I got shown it in like a course at work or something. Basically, the example that I was given was um, just if you're driving in your car, you're driving behind somebody and you're um, you're like, oh my gosh, like they're driving so slow, like what the hell? But little do you know, they've got their wife giving birth in the back seat. Mm. or something and they're mm. trying to drive and and you're there sitting there being like oh my god I'm so frustrated beep 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 whatever I'm going to road rage past them and you have no idea what's going on in their life obviously it's a more extreme example but like imagine if that's somebody's battle in their head mm. so the whole the concept is like if you are living above the line ask yourself whenever you get frustrated like am I living above the line like what are you actually frustrated at so instead of getting frustrated at the person driving think about things from their point of view, what's going on in their head. Yes, maybe they're just being arrogant and 
going below the speed limit because they can and driving in the left lane, which is super annoying. But also, there could be a reason At least they're driving it. in the left lane. Oh, yeah. I don't know my left and right, so I meant right lane, but okay. yeah. Uh, I meant right lane. Yeah. But yeah, if they're driving in the left lane, doing that, then that's fine, I feel. To an extent. Yeah, look, I think... <laughs> I, I know what you mean I, I, yeah, it's tough because like you say you never know what's going on in someone else's head so and like the two so when the two it's bodies gotta be, that's meet, almost impossible to yeah. happen because you can never put yourself in someone else's potential frame of mind we don't even know what their frame of mind is in the first place exactly but so it's always going to be an issue unless you are not unless because that would imply that you can actually get there but you can't the only way that you can make sure that they know that they're doing the wrong thing is like through very clear communication and communication is the biggest like thing for anyone mm-hmm. you have no idea it's i've had conversations with a few of my friends in the past like they'll say oh you know i'm kind of over that guy like i don't want to talk to him anymore so like, have you told him that like, have you told her that mm. oh no but they'll get the idea well fucking no just say so it. They just say it like the it's hardest part about it. Yeah, it sucks about that, and it's and I'm you know it's I, my one of my ex girlfriends told me this. Uh, she said that uh, the the I think it's the the bitter truth or coldest truth is better than the sweetest lie. Will always be better than the sweetest yeah, lie. Yeah, that is so true though. I don't and I've ever since that particular relationship, I'm like, I've been, and you know what? And I think a lot of, pe- not everyone, but I think a lot of people are guilty of, you know, telling little white lies here and there, or mm. being like, oh no, like doesn't matter. I'll just say this to kind of because sometimes as well, which I kind of, I kind of agree with in the sense of like, if you can tell a white lie, or even maybe a particular a fib with, it's it's not necessarily an important. Uh, bit of information and it and it just avoids a whole bunch of trouble down the line mm-hmm. then it's sometimes might be better just to be like you know what it doesn't matter just say that so it avoids any drama down the track but then now I guess and which is what I was guilty of doing um, f- for sure guilty of doing that and like telling a lie to avoid a conflict but r- really in hindsight um I wonder if the mic picked up your tummy grumble. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if, in hindsight, I wonder now, it's like, well, fuck it. No, like, if you're going to ask me a question, yes, you can kind of get away with not lying, but maybe omitting mm. bits that aren't important, but not lying about them, yeah. which is a bit of a, a bit of a cop-out way of getting around that. But I, it's, you know, it's like, again, you're not lying. You're like, well, look, that information isn't really your business, particularly. Like really, or I guess it's, it's not important. Yeah, and again, I, perspective. Like, yeah, and saying that in, and communicating in that way is obviously very important as well. Because, say, okay, for example, because it just comes up if you do lie about it. Yeah, it even though this could be a fuck all lie and it's nothing. Yeah, and then that person just goes, "What else are you fucking lied about?" Yeah, exactly. And then that just causes conflict. Like, yeah. say, say, so could, then it causes conflict over a fuck all thing in the first place again. So it's either way. It's like, well, might as well fucking just told you. Let's just pretend that we're dating. Well, you can pretend I already already do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I and I ask you like, oh, 
like, I feel like, well, the 18-year-old question is like, how many people have you slept with? Yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Like, that's, I, I feel like that's always a fighting thing for younger couples. Yeah. And then you just get to the point in your life where you're just like, I don't want to, I don't know that. Who cares? I don't need to know that. Like, no. that is obviously none of your business. But to respond to that, like, so I was like, oh, how many people have you slept with? To respond to that, like, you could say, don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to <laughs> well I just don't, like, don't, well, don't like, ask questions that you don't want to have to answer either as well yeah. you know like um but also like, like i don't know just that is probably if you do know you could probably get away with being like i don't know i know yeah i'm um, no but i'm saying just you just me okay sweet same we've never had sex disclaimer <laughs> yes <laughs> um am i gonna wake up with you <laughs> <laughs> no um, like, yeah, I feel like that's a really bad segue. We're really good friends, so um, we've established a great a platonic answer. sexual relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's um, the, yeah. There's just, just that's what I mean. Where I was saying before, there's definitely you can get away with maybe. Is it, yes, it's a lie because you're. Oh, I don't know how many people I slept with because. It's not anyone's business, and that way they'd be like, "Yeah, I know," and you're like, "Well, good. I don't want to know." Yeah. And that's you can always be like, "Or it's none of your business, or it doesn't matter." Yeah, I feel like which if is none of your business. We'll start a fire. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't matter. Is probably the best yeah. way around it. It doesn't matter yeah. how many I have. It could be a lot. It could be fuck all. But, but I'm it's with none you of now, it's, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. If I hadn't have been with those people, then um, I may not have been here with you. So yeah, and everything happens for a reason. Mm. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> um, yeah, but I feel like we have 15 conversations on the day. Yeah, like, we that's definitely That's just do. me and you talking in general, I think. Or well, especially just me. That's right. It's our first one. First thing, okay. we'll listen back to this and be like, <laughs> scrap it. Do it again. <laughs> no. But it's the ball is rolled. Yeah, um, sweet. So... I guess it comes back to um, the whole, like, we were, what we were talking about, mental health and, and sexual... Uh, well, uh, what is it? Sex, fucking harassment. Harassment. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that there is a lot of companies that hide a lot of things. Mm. Not not necessarily just mining. Not necessarily just. No. Well, it's. I mean, it's a big white collar thing as well, mm. right? Look at how many. Uh, and you see that where you're in the yeah. office or people, someone's in the office and they're like, oh, let's go for a drink or let's go for after work drinks. And you're like, mm. and then shit goes wrong there. And you're well, like, well, fuck, man. Like, even I just, oh, It fucks and, me off hard. Yeah. Because that, that whole thing, I don't want to like, like I said, I don't want to get us cancelled before we even started. But like at the same time, that whole thing. I think you're overthinking the, the whole cancel thing a yeah, lot. They might cancel us. <laughs> who? who? <laughs> no one even knows about us. <laughs> um... Um, the whole thing with the, the politicians, uh, the politicians and, yeah. yeah, and that's just that there's a lot of stuff in question time that a lot of female politicians get like slagged about, and it's like why why is that okay in the leaders of the country, and then everyone else is kind of just you know I saw a on. funny thing so the timing of this. Was so last week the whole Tim Payne cricket captain, Australian cricket captain, got uh, came clean, or well not came clean, but came clean to the public 
about a, a sexting scandal that happened four, in 2017. So four years ago, he wasn't the captain at the time. He sent a, apparently, a, apparently sent a dick pic to another staffer at Cricket Tasmania. It was dealt with then. Mm-hmm. Um, he was then, I think, I don't know how many months later, he was made or appointed Australian captain. Um, so he's obviously, his family's known about it and they've sorted that out privately and mm. whatever happened there. Um, and then, uh, and then now this has come out four years later for whatever reason, which I think is personally, my opinion is that I think this is, that's a bit of bullshit. Like I, it's that again, that's my opinion. I don't. It's, it sucks that it's come out and that he's had to... He's basically come out and counteract... Not counteracted it, but um, broadcast it. Again. Well, this time he's broadcast it because he found out that it was going to become public anyway. Mm. Why it was going to become public, I don't know. What the situation is between him and that staff or whoever's found out. Um, but that comes down to... Um, now I fucking forgot what I was even going with that. Um, Tim oh no sorry yeah, we're talking about the politicians as well so yeah. he was saying oh look imagine if uh, the cricket I saw a meme that was saying oh imagine if uh, any sports stars or you know t- entertainers or something like that were just treated the same as our politicians they would have done some sort of sexual harassment case um, maybe had to say sorry or come out and do a public apology or whatever but then kept their position because politicians mm. seem to, they still do something dumb and then they're still a politician. They're yeah. still in the limelight. They're still on, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and then have a lifetime sal- uh, retirement, retirement yeah. you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, politics, I think, well, especially, especially... And then that's just another example of, you know, one rule for them, one rule for us, you know, like... Or, yeah, but then it is them and us, and then it's them and us again. Like through, Always. It's like, constant. Not necessarily just politicians, but there's them and us everywhere. Mm. Like, it's minorities, majorities, like, all through yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, I just... Yeah, I feel like I just love everyone. Everyone can just... I want everyone to love me, obviously. Nah, <laughs> I don't want everyone to love me. I fucking hate everyone. Okay. No, I don't. Listen to us. Um, Alex hates you. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> oh, I hate people in general. Like as a, that's just my normal rule. I hate people. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Yeah, um, but like, uh, no, I know what you mean. Like the whole, I get what you're saying. About, yeah. Like I hate people because it's like we have. We're talking about just all of these topics already, and well, the people that are sick, like sick or fucked up enough to treat the girls in the camps like that that's I, I don't like them or mm. like people that have run, one rule for them because they're in a position of power I don't like them Mm-mm. really so I get what you're saying yeah and it sucks it's just like fuck man and like a, a perfect example is like and then you kind of get sh- some people they feel like they're going to get shamed for speaking up about some of these things mm. like they experience it witness it see it whatever um, and then they're like they're going to get shamed or they're going to get fired or they're going to get shuffled on or from their job because they're they get turned into a rat or something like that you know like, which is yeah. again that's bullshit as well because you're like mate 
and it sucks because then you oh man it's so complicated i guess like because then you then you might get someone who multifaceted you might say yeah you might (laughs) say that well then you do get people who are they'll call someone out on something but that's not that people they're lying you know or they've they've taken it out of context because it's between one person and one person and not them and those two people have their own relationship and then um, so let's say A and B are talking mm. and then C is the person who sees something they don't agree with, then, with it between A and B. But A and B are fine with it because they they know each other and they respect each other and they understand where yeah. they're at. And then C sees it and goes, oh, I'd never talk to them like that. I'm reporting that. And I, then it's like when, when technically, all right, yes, it might be offensive language or whatever they've said to one another, but they both have a mutual understanding and respect with each other as well. So yeah. Um, that's happened to me at work. Like I have a re- like one of my like best mates I work with, and I like was friends with them out of work prior to working mm. with them. Someone witnessed the conversation that we were having, like about, and we we're talking about like our weekend or something like that, mm. and um, kind of said that it wasn't a conversation for work. Well, not necessarily for work, just like oh. Um, she would have felt uncomfortable with that. I can't, no, if I fucking felt uncomfortable with that, I would have said. Mm. Especially to that person and especially because everyone knows that we're really good friends. Mm. Like, why wouldn't I just say like, hey, stop talking about that. I don't like it. Like, why wouldn't I have had the balls to do that? And I then, don't need you to go and, dob on me. And then this brings on other potential, you know, like there's some, this brings on other potential uh, situations or scenarios where now because you, that's happened and then so you're A, the other person's B and then the person who's gone and reported it or whatever is person mm-hmm. C. Now, there might not happen to be a person C going and reporting it when they should, should be, yeah. because they think, oh, maybe they know each other or something like that. Or, well, I actually said to person C, hmm. I said, in future, just maybe check with me. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because I... That would have told you that that and that's an okay where, conversation. That's the are you okay conversation. Yes, it can yeah. come into light, and you're like, look, I just noticed this, and I'm not prying. You know, but, but there's a way okay to word that, things. Yeah. That's where I guess that's again where that we goes back to how we were talking about. You can't just ask someone, are you okay, and they're going to say yes or no. You know, look, this you explain the situation and be, mm, hey, kind of yeah. tactful about it, and be yeah. like, look, this is what I saw. I noticed that you know. Typically, that's probably not an okay thing to say, but I don't know your relationship, so I just wanted to check in. Sure Again, not being prying or anything like that, but just making sure. And I would like to think that 90% of people would be like, yeah, look, don't worry about it. It's fine. I appreciate your support mm. or um, uh, your thought, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And that's really, I guess, to bring this sort of stuff, you know, mental health or... Um, issues at work and how safe you might feel whether you're FIFO, office worker, wherever. Mm. Um, to kind of, I guess this will be like wrapping up this, our first podcast. First pod. Um, our first episode, yeah. So that would be, to wrap it up is to be, hopefully get people a bit more aware of the way how that, to, how to yeah. communicate with someone. If you're unsure of how to communicate with someone, you could also, I mean, you can even ask someone else without disclosing details of the, the situation that you're concerned about. Yeah. You can be like, look, 
someone you can put it as in someone's come and spoken to you about it mm. and then talk to someone else so again your person a um Friend person you're B. talking about person b and then you ask person you want so you want to talk to person b but then you ask person c hey look this situation's happened between someone i know how would you respond um well, you know what would you say you know ask someone about it but you don't want to you want to, I guess you want to be careful again because then you got to make sure that those people don't know each gossip, other yeah. and it's gossip, yeah. It's, yeah. You just don't name anyone and you don't say, there's, again, like I said, there's ways about being tactful about things that you can, you can ask those questions without putting anyone else in the shit and without putting yourself in the shit mm-hmm. and, and, or go to, fuck, call up a, a confidentiality line and be like, look, this is what I've witnessed. Yeah. They're probably, actually, that's probably the best way to do it. Is to call up if you're unsure of how to do it, and you second guess maybe how you might communicate your concerns with someone. Call up a confidentiality hotline and be like, "Look, I've discovered this. What would you recommend I do?" Because I am this type of worker in this type of environment. Like I feel like there's, without bringing up a new topic while we're wrapping up, no. a lot of stigma around being a non-diverse person. Like non-diverse in inverted commas because like, especially where I work, it's like, oh, I'm, I'll be out of the door before you'll be out of the door. That's the kind of stigma that there is because there's, everyone's trying to diversify their companies yeah. at the moment. And there's like job fear for people that are dobbers or whatever mm. because they don't want to say anything to get themselves in trouble with fear that they'll lose their job. So... Obviously, the confidentiality line, like you were saying, will give you sound advice. Without yeah, without putting you or you at risk or anything else. And then, yeah. Yeah. I think just probably we could name our pod for the first episode, perspective and yeah. or perception and communication. That's a, that's a good way to wrap it up, I guess. Yeah. Just remember that everyone's got a different perception. And you are? Everyone's entitled to their own opinions and different perceptions and... Yeah, I think... uh, Yeah, you are not what you think you are. To someone else. You are not what I think you are. You are what you think I think you are. Does that make sense? You are not what you think you are. Mm. So whatever you think you are, you're not that. Okay. Whatever I think, whatever you think I think you are, that's what you are. Because you're thinking that I think you're a giraffe, then you act like a giraffe. Do you know what I mean? No. You are not what you think you are. You are not what I think you are. You are what you think you think I am. No, you think I think you are. Oh, we're going to have to cut this out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes. (laughs) I'm trying to say, you are not what... I know, yeah, you're (laughs) just going to repeat yourself constantly. (laughs) It's like asking someone if they see a circle. No. Oh, let me draw a circle. What's that? I don't know. It's a circle. <laughs> okay. But I don't see that. It's like asking a colorblind person, actually. That's really a better an- analogy. What color is this? Gray. It's blue. Well, it looks gray to me. What color is this? Gray. What's well, red? Well, it looks gray to me. Okay. That color is what I think you don't think it is because I think it is something else. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you're not what you think you are. You are what you think I think you are. Does that make sense? Sure.
Anyway, perspective. <laughs> Perception. Perceptive. Perception and perspectives. Perception and communication. Yes. Anyway, yeah, that's really cool idea. We should call that book. <laughs> oh, Tune in next time. <laughs>